0: Got it better than us! Nobody.
2: Welcome to the Michigan Man Podcast on Wolverine Sports Radio, a member of the V Sporto Network, and in partnership with SB Nation's Maize and Brew for Wolverine fans from coast to coast. Go Blue and welcome to our game day show for The Game. I'm your host, Mike Fitzpatrick. Joining us to preview Saturday's game once again is Angelique Schengelis, the Angel of the Big House from the Detroit News. First, a few of my thoughts, and a listen to some of Ryan Day's babbling uh, before Angelique joins us. I don't know why Thanksgiving is even scheduled the week of this game. Uh, maybe we should move it back another week, because it kind of interrupts our preparations for this little intersectional rivalry. And I'm just kidding, of course. Actually, Thanksgiving Day allows us to take our minds off the game for at least a few hours. I'm ready to kick it off and get going, though. Even with our injuries, and yes, Ohio State has them too, I think we'll be ready to rock at 12 noon on Saturday. We heard from Jim earlier this week. Now let's take a listen to a few cuts from Ryan Day's midweek presser. Here are his thoughts on Michigan's defense.
0: Uh, Very similar, Um, you know, like you said, a few tweaks here and there, but uh, still very good players. And, um, you know, they're playing very hard and, uh, you know, one of the best events in the
2: country. Ryan Day was asked how he would defend Blake Corum or whoever else lines up in the Michigan backfield.
0: He's a great player. Um, we're going to prepare for him to play. We expect him to play and, um, you know, we'll just do the best we can. They're, they're a very good offense. They have plenty of running backs, uh, plenty of good players. So um, while he is very, very good, um, we'll just continue to prepare for, for all of them.
2: He said last year's loss in Ann Arbor has formed this year's team
0: but well, I think you're you're shaped by whatever's happened in your past and uh, we have scars and it uh, motivated us all off season so uh, we've worked very hard to get to this moment right here and now it's time to go to go uh, prepare the best we can and that's um, what we're going to focus on physically mentally and emotionally to go play the hardest game we've ever played. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll find out where we're at on Saturday.
2: They talked about just how big home field advantage is for the Buckeyes.
0: First off, we have the best fans in the land. Um, our guys uh, enjoy playing in our stadium. You know, I think, you know, it, it's a hostile environment. I think it's a hard place to play in, you know, and I think that, um, you know, our guys really um, enjoy being here, you know, and I think, um, you know, anytime you have all those things mixed up into one, then um, that's why you have what you have. So, um, you know, we're, and it's been a while since we played this game at home. You know, I think what you said was, it, I guess, four, four years. Yeah, so, um, and that's part of, you know, what every Ohioan and, and, you know, person, part of Buckeye Nation, you know, wants to be a part of this game at home in the, in the shoe. So um, I know it's going to be an electric atmosphere.
2: The bottom line is this. Both teams have injuries heading into this game. If guys can play on both sides, they will. How effective the Blake Corums or Travion Hendersons or other injured players will be is worth watching. No matter, the game will still be played, and other players will need to step up and make their presence felt. After all, that's what this game is about. Legends are made in this game. Will it be someone from Michigan or someone from Ohio State that emblazons their name in the history of this great rivalry? I can't wait to find out. My guest today says the best part of Saturday's game is that Michigan is back and they have Ohio State's attention. The pressure is on Ryan Day and Ohio State this Saturday. Make no mistake about that. Losing a second game in a row and at home would be an end-of-the-world scenario for the delusional Ohio State fan base. With us once again to get ready for the game here's beat writer Angelique Schengelers the angel of the big house from the Detroit News. So stay with us. Here with us on our game day segment this week for the 12th time to talk about the game uh, in Columbus is Michigan beat writer Angelique Schengelis from the Detroit News. It is great to have you back again, Angelique.
1: Mike, it's a tradition like no other.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Only interrupted by the COVID year, which we would all like to forget, but... Uh, yes, it is a tradition like no other, and my listeners love hearing from you. And, of course, we, we know what's on the table after Thanksgiving uh, uh, this coming Saturday. And for those of us, Angelique, who have been watching this rivalry all of our lives, there have been more than a few games uh, when both teams were ranked in the top ten, plenty of them, and everything was on the line. Last year was one of those. And now for the second year, here we go again. Does it get any better than this?
1: It really doesn't. I mean, I, I think everybody, you know, from from the Michigan-Ohio side, kind of exhaled on Saturday that both teams got through those games: Michigan to Illinois and and Maryland. I mean, Ohio State to Maryland, and because this is what everybody has been just hoping for since the season started, and it doesn't seem like it was that long ago. I, I mean, the season feels like it's flown by since so September third. And and it's finally here. And, and you're right. I mean, this is the 12th time that, that these programs, for when they're both ranked in the AP Top 5, they've met. And um, Ohio State has, has the edge in those games. But, I mean, who cares? I mean, this is what it's all about. And um, I think we're all really excited about watching this.
2: I know I'm excited, but I do have to admit, when I saw Blake go down on Saturday, I thought, mm-hmm. man, if he's out, we're lucky to have a guy like Donovan Edwards ready to go. And then the fact of the matter is, we don't know what the status is with uh, Donovan Edwards either, so it's hard to imagine going down there without either of those guys, isn't it?
1: It really is. And, and, and you know, frankly, I really thought going into this game, regardless, uh, that Ohio State's game plan would be to challenge JJ and make JJ win this game. And, and I think that's what it's going to boil down to because we don't know the status of Blake Quorum. We don't know the status of Donovan Edwards. I, I saw Donovan in the building this week, and, you know, he was as cheerful as ever and hello, happy Thanksgiving, and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, he didn't seem like a guy who had a care in the world. And um, I saw Blake Quorum Sunday when he was delivering turkeys that, that he uh, helped donate uh, for the second year in the row, and, and and I'm telling you, Mike, I mean, that video I posted, I think people broke it down like the, the Bruder film and, like, trying <laughs> to see if he limping, you know. And I, and I will say this, it was icy. The pavement wasn't, it was not comfortable to walk on, so I, I, don't know. I wasn't trying to read into anything I saw uh, from Blake walking that day. But, um, you know, I, I think if we both think they're going to try to give it a go. And, uh, but I, I think ultimately I've always believed this game is going to come down to, to JJ and, and what a tough pass for a first-year starter to go into an environment like that and, and carry the team.
2: No, I agree with you. So, I mean, I heard Joel Platt uh, say that the other day too, that if uh, Blake and Donovan are limited or can't go, of course, you're going to see um, CJ Stokes uh, and Isaiah Gash, probably. It shifts to JJ and, uh, you know, Illinois, they stacked the box on Saturday and pretty much, uh, said the same thing. Let's uh, see what you can do, JJ. And number one, I don't think it's fair to put it all on him. Uh, if mm-hmm. he had more of his weapons healthy, maybe yeah. he could carry the team on his back, but I just don't think Ohio State is going to let that happen. Do you?
1: I don't. and and But, you know, I, I also look and, you know, I think we were talking off uh, uh, before we started about the weather and, you know, everyone can talk about the Ohio State game at Northwestern and how challenging that was weather condition wise for that, that offense. And um, and how CJ Stroud and, and how State had to adjust. It was really cold. And, and even Jake Moody talking after the game, uh, you know, he kicked the game winning kick, but he talked about how fortunate he was for three of those kicks to have the win behind him. It was really a crazy win. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not making an excuse for JJ McCarthy, but you know, the thing I will say, Mike, is it, I think it's been the criticism has been a little harsh. Um, when it comes to JJ, because I I think people have to consider the receivers, and and I think that they've been, um I think people came into the season thinking these Michigan receivers are super talented, they're really fast, this is going to be dynamic, and they are fast, but I don't think they're dynamic in terms of getting separation, and uh, there were drop balls again, and and I don't think you put all of this on JJ, and and I think he's really capable. And you're right. If he has some of those weapons back, I think Luke Schoonmaker is a huge, a huge weapon to have back. And if he has people like Luke and Ronnie Bell, who's always clutch, and if Andrew Anthony can have a game like he had at Michigan State last year, that's the, that's the Andrew Anthony that everyone's been looking for. Um, I, I think then you give them a chance. But, you know, it, it, of course Ohio State's going to try to to really make J.J. do this. And, and I, I I think he's capable. I really do. I, I, I know that I know that's a tough place to play, but this kid is Carball's called him Bjorn Borg and none of the players know who Bjorn Borg <laughs> oh, yeah. is. I keep asking them yeah. and I'm like, Oh no But yeah, I, I get the analogy. I mean it's and nothing bothers him. The moment's not too big. So uh, it'll be a real test. It'll be really fun to
2: watch that. It absolutely will be a test. And these are the kind of games that you live for. And I know JJ seems to have that kind of personality uh, that he he's ready and wants that kind of uh, pressure. But, you know, the other part of me I know says uh, Michigan maybe has been saving some things, surprises, formations, you know, et cetera, for this game. But the other part of me says, you know what, it's week 12, and you sort of are what you are by that time and uh, Michigan is a team that wants to be physical, attack and run the ball. And I expect that's what they will try to do no matter who's at running back. Yes, JJ is going to get a little more uh play in this game, but I would expect Michigan's going to come out and try to be physical and run again, don't you?
1: Oh, absolutely. They are not going to flip the switch and suddenly become a different offense. This is exactly what you said, Mike. This is who they are. And they are physical. And this is a, a physical offensive line and I think uh, Olu Timmy, Olu, What what a what a mm. what an addition to this group. And um, you know, I think I think they're ready for this. Is, is Ohio State's defense vastly different from last year with Jim Knowles? It's better, um, but I, I do think you know you look at how I think Michigan's offensive line has pretty consistently been physical. I mean, you can say last week, oh, you know, wasn't quite there, but. Um, but this is a different game, a different bird. And I, and I think that they will, they will definitely step it up. And, and regardless who's behind them running the ball, I totally agree with you. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it, it, it would be quite an asset for them to at least have Donovan Edwards, of course. I mean, cause he does offer, he has different layers to his game and, and can be really tricky to defend. Um, you know, I think that, Michigan. I'm not going to say one's more physical than the other. I've watched enough Ohio State. I think that they are more physical than they were last year. But I just, I look at both sides of Michigan, you know, the trenches of Michigan, and I think they're really physical. And I don't, I keep, I keep banging this run for Mozzie Smith. I don't think he gets enough attention on the defensive side. I mean, what he's done this year not getting gaudy stats and and it's hard for people around the country to say oh this guy's all american caliber but my goodness what he's done taking on double teams sometimes triple i I think he's been such an asset just like olu olu with him on the offensive side so um i do think michigan it, it maintains this identity of being super physical And, you know, this is who they are, and I I agree, there will be some different wrinkles because they have to. They have to compensate for whatever the issues are or what they're going to be lacking in the run game. They're going to have to come up with something a little bit different, and and I think they will.
2: Well, Jamie Morris said something the other day I agree with. He, He said, we'll know in the first six minutes or first two possessions of this game for Michigan if uh, we're going to make it a fourth-quarter game or be in it. He said his thoughts were we really have to score first or uh, it could go off the rails fast if we get down by a touchdown or two.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that that's, that's a good observation, and, and I, I really think about what, it, that, what Jamie said. I think about the, the Georgia game last year. I mean, I felt immediately after watching uh, uh, the watching Oh, uh, Michigan's first offensive series, that, that they were overmatched and that, that this would be a long game. And, and I think that's a very fair assumption. I, you know, I, I do think that, you know, Michigan can't afford to get down big. This is not a team that has been tested very much coming from behind. And, and if they don't have their British weapons, then it is going to be challenging. But, you know, strange things happen in this game. And, I mean, there could be turnovers. There could be kicking kick game issues. Uh, I don't want to write them off at the at the start. I think you know the Georgia game last year that they, they were they were just outclassed, and and this game I, you know Ohio State's offense is is what it is. It's dynamic. It's it's not workmanlike like the uh, CFP chair described Michigan. But uh, you know I think that that both I I think Michigan's defense can keep them in this game. I really do, and um, you know I, I I'm willing to give it. I'm willing to give it a half to see where this is going. And then I think you take the temperature.
2: Well, the good thing is uh, we have been very successful on first drives this year. I think entering last week, of course, they're scripted on that first drive. uh, But nine out of ten times, I I believe it is, that Michigan has scored a touchdown on those drives. So, you know, I think you just mentioned the defense. That's why I like Michigan's chances a lot in this game, more so because of our defense. Now, we're focusing on the offensive issues Uh, most of these uh, this week so far. But to me, the key to victory uh, very well could be that defense. I mean, limiting the running game. They've got some issues as far as injuries in the backfield too, Ohio State. Uh, Pressuring C.J. Stroud. uh, In the last month, we've seen him uh, in several games look really uncomfortable when he gets pressure. And of course, as you said, forcing turnovers. We cannot underestimate the defensive impact in this game, can we, Angelique?
1: Oh, I mean, you know... you don't want to think about the last couple games in, in Ohio Stadium with Michigan's defense or under Don Brown. I mean, obviously those were really, uh, really tough games for Michigan. And um, but I think this is a different group with Jesse Minner. And, and people keep asking me if I think it's a better defense than last year, and and I, I kind of think that. Even without Ajabo and, and Hutchinson, I just think it's it's across the board. And, and I'm not saying they're they're strong strong at every position, but I think that they all really help each other and and it is all 11 and and i do think you look at this game and and i you know as much as i keep saying it's on jj it is on the defense to keep michigan in there and you know stroud was a little dinged up at the end of, of the maryland game limping a little bit and um i i don't think there's been an update on on him i'm sure he's fine but is he going to be as mobile i mean are you know are people wondering about that and and with with mike Morris back I'm assuming he'll be back. I mean, I think some of those those players hitting last so uh, last game and last two games was very strategic by Michigan, thinking they would get through those those last couple games against Nebraska, Illinois to get ready for Ohio State. Uh, I mean, the, these guys are on a mission, and and the mission mission is to disrupt C.J. Stroud. Because if they can do that, then you do negate a little bit Marvin Harrison. You, you do take kind of the gates whatever their running game situation is you know their freshman ran really well last week in the second half he's good but um this is a bigger stage and and i think anything can happen but yeah i mean i to me the, the defense the defense and jj that, that's what I'm, I'm looking at in this game but uh the defense could keep michigan really in this game
2: well the one thing you and i were talking about before we started taping was the weather and i'm not focusing on it so much but a lot of the fans uh, seem to be but the one thing that worries me more than weather is that that crowd in Columbus. It's just crazy uh, for a game like that. And I know uh, Jim's going to be simulating that as best possible this week uh, in practice. But as Jamie Morris once again said, uh, if you take them out in the first six to eight minutes of the game, if not, they become the 12th man and it really gets crazier and crazier as the game goes along. That's a concern.
1: It is. And I mean, this is a, a rabid fan base. I, that's, not breaking news. And, <laughs> uh, you know, they haven't seen a Michigan ohio State game there since 2018. And, and they're upset about that. And they want this game. And, and they uh, they want to avenge last year's game. And this thing that scarred them for the, the past year. And, um, you know, don't underestimate that. They have the whole revenge factor. And, um, I mean, you heard, you heard, you know, I remember Chase Winovich talking about the revenge tour. So it doesn't always play out the way you want it to. But it is going to be with. With that crowd and, and playing in the shoe and, and most of these players have never been there before they don't know what the bus ride in is like and uh, seeing all the hostility that that's aimed at them um, it's it's going to be pretty I think eye opening for a lot of these young players but um, but this is what they why they come to Michigan and that's what they say and so they they've got a little of for that. and. Uh, and perform and, and try to own that stadium like they did last year going to Wisconsin like they did at Nebraska even though they were behind that that night game environment was out of sight like I mean it was it was really fun and loud and, and in the end Michigan found a way to no. overcome that that crowd and and that and, and and had the positive outcome so I think it's if they're going to approach this the same way, and yes, they've been practicing with with a lot of noise and um and to to get ready for this. But um yeah, you know, I, I it, it's going to be. I mean, these Ohio State fans are, are really they're desperate to get a win back. They don't, you know, if Michigan were to somehow win for the first time there since 2000, and that that would I think signal a change in in the rivalry, and they don't they don't want that. And and certainly Ryan Day knows that. He wouldn't be on the hot seat with a second straight loss, but people would start questioning him a little bit. So there's a lot of motivation, obviously, on both sides, but that is is a huge edge to have that game in Columbus.
2: Well, realistically, Angelique, part of me uh, thinks Michigan's backfield injuries are going going to have some difference in this game. Uh, It's going to be a lot to overcome, but I mean, Ohio State can say the same thing. But the other part of me says, you know, someone is going to have to step up, whether it's CJ Stokes or Andrew Anthony, if we, you know, don't have Blake and Donovan. And, you know, that's what's great about this game. We we think we know how it will play out, but we underestimate these kids sometimes, I think, especially in this game, because legends are made in this game and that's so very true, isn't it?
1: It is. And and uh, one of my colleagues is working on a list of, of top ten Michigan performances in this game and and he was ranking them and, and he had Bianca Patuka's game like mm-hmm. at four or five. And I'm like, you know what? That was, that was breathtaking. I mean, no one expected that. And that was probably, you know, way before some of your listeners remember, but um, you know, those were some great Ohio state teams and, and you're right. I mean, it, it is a great stage and, and creates, creates heroes for, for both teams. But um, you know, for, for Michigan, they are going to be looking for something heroic and, and, I am playing a little bit off of what Jim Harbaugh was saying Monday about, or after the game, pardon me, that that was a, a team of heroes that won that game. And, um, and then he sort of, I think, snowballed that to superheroes now playing in both of these, you know, for both of these teams. And it will take that kind of effort. And, uh, you know, maybe it'll be a defensive performance. Maybe it's a pick six, you know, maybe it's something like that. But that is, that is part of, of, this stage and why this game is the game. And, um, you know, I know we think that because, you know, we, we live in this area, but I, I still think it's it's the game nationally because it's had amazing performances. Not every game, but, I'm I mean, here a lot of the time. And, and maybe it is Andrew L. Anthony having that 2021 Michigan State type of performance. And maybe it is J.J. McCarthy, you know, making big connections with receivers and, and using his legs wisely to get key first downs so it, that's why we that's that's why they play and that's why we watch and and you know you and I both love this game so much and and it does come down often to those kind of performances
2: it absolutely does and if you've been watching long enough you have seen those kind of performances yeah that Tim Bianca performance I I still remember it like it was yesterday and you're right he was a he was a great back he was having a very good season but that two hundred plus yard performance came out of nowhere,
1: <laughs> and it stunned you know stunned John Cooper stunned, you know he got stunned a lot. I mean he had some great great Ohio teams. Oh yeah, and uh, you know <laughs> Lloyd Carr and that, that those Michigan teams found a way, and uh, you know this Jim Harbaugh team may find a way, and it's tough, it's very tough. Obviously, they have not won their since two thousand, uh, but it can be done. And if you are going to flip the switch in this rivalry, it it has to be done. If you want to, if you want to make this, you know, a, a a real rivalry, because people have been questioning that the last season, um, this is what you have to do. You have to win on the road. Well,
2: that is absolutely uh, the truth. And you know, when you look at the pressure in this game, though, on on everyone involved, it is so immense. Jim Harbaugh got the monkey off his back last year with just one win. And I don't sense Michigan fans uh, saying, hey, if we lose on Saturday, uh, that last year was a fluke. But, you know, when I talk to my Ohio State brethren, I do sense from their perspective that if they lose two years in a row, and you were talking about this a moment ago, especially with this one at home with so much on the line, uh, they are going to be more than extremely disappointed. And Ryan Day, uh, as you said, he's not going to be in any trouble as far as his job, but, man, uh, the pressure on him will start to notch up, won't it?
1: Oh, it is. I, I definitely think Ryan Day has more pressure going into this game, and and I thought the way Jim carried himself Monday when he was talking to us—I mean, he was bubbling, he was—you know—he kept bringing up joyous and happy warriors, and and I think he really, truly has loved this team, and you know, loved the fact that he was right coming into the season calling it the no star defense, but often in his experience, those are the best defenses. So, you know, I think he's he's really pleased that that has, that has come to fruition. And and he has the ultimate trust in J.J. In McCarthy, a guy who he thinks, that Jim thinks, reminds him of himself when he was playing quarterback. So I think he feels very confident, even with whatever deficiencies there may be injury-wise, that they can go into Columbus and, and give them a game. I mean, they must see something on film that uh, that I think that gives them a little extra confidence. I'm not sure what it is. But they must be something, and um, I, I think that that Ryan Day is, you know, is, last year hurt him. I mean, in, in a big way, it hurts the Ohio State team. But um, <laughs> I think Michigan's going in there not with nothing to lose, but with feeling like you know this this is let's play loose. And I'm not sure how State has that that benefit right now because I think they probably at least from Ryan Day's perspective feeling the heat a little bit that, that you just can't lose
2: this game yeah and you're right about jim he just uh it surprised me a bit at the uh, the monday presser that he seemed really confident and i i know at one point he said i think you're going to find out saturday we're made of the right stuff and you asked him a bit later about that uh what do you mean being made of the right stuff so he he does sound extremely confident.
1: Yeah, and he never really answered it. No, of no. <laughs> I mean, and he doesn't. You know, I'm sure I was surprised you could say, well, I'm not going to feel back behind him. That's usually the standard when he doesn't want to say anything. But, I, you know, I think he feels like he says enough. When he when he says he feels confident that they have the right stuff, then then everybody should understand that. And um, I, I still don't. But, you know, I understand yeah. that he has confidence. and. Um, he has seen his team. You know, maybe they haven't had the, that non-conference schedule, didn't challenge them and all those things. But, you know, they do learn about themselves, even then. They did beat up on teams they were supposed to beat up on. They did go to Iowa, uh, you know, with a struggling offense, and they won on the road. And then they won on the road at Indiana with some, you know, circumstances in the first half that no one could have foreseen with Mike Hart going down. So they have found a way, and they, you know, they just pounded Penn state and, and they beat Michigan state. And yes, they've had red zone issues sprinkled throughout the season. And, and, you know, I thought that would be a key going into the Michigan state game is just, you know, could they punch it in? Could they get touchdowns in the red zone? And, and I was looking at Ohio state stats and it's not like a lot of teams have, have really been threatening Ohio state in the red zone, but when they do, they've given up a lot of touchdowns. I mean, this is, you know, I think they're vulnerable there. And um, I think that is that is an area where Michigan really has to have to be sharp. And no offense to Jake Moody, but they need to get those touchdowns and, and, and not settle for field goals.
2: Amen to that. Well, final question uh, before we let you get away, Angelique. This game is emotional for alums of both schools, former players, and, you know, just uh, we residents of each state. It is a beautiful week uh, at the same time it can be an ugly week and i know you grew up in cincinnati watching the game i've heard you talk about watching with your dad when you were young and hey i grew up in newport michigan and it was a huge week for us being right there near the ohio border and i like to tell my gen z listeners all the time that uh yeah this was a big game even before social media and, and non-stop tv coverage things change but what a fabric and staple this game is to all of us in both states. And, you know, with it being Thanksgiving, I hope we have a minute to think about this Saturday, Angelique, that this game has always been special and this Saturday it will be again. And man, that's a beautiful
1: thing. It is. And, you know, it's, it's cliche. We talk about what what you're grateful for and, and obviously you're grateful for all the, the, the personal things that you're grateful for, but um, on uh, in this, leveled on this sports level i i'm I'm grateful to have grown up watching this rivalry i'm grateful to be covering this rivalry and um you know i'm i'm really i i don't love that it's it's played the saturday after thanksgiving I, i miss those days when it was you know you had your full week and there was no interruption and not that Thanksgiving is an interruption, but you know what I mean. Yeah. And um, but yeah, I mean this means everything. And there's a there's a new series out, a new documentary on on rivalries, and and it's a study of rivals and why they need each other. And and this one is focused on on Michigan Ohio State, and, and I was fortunate enough to be interviewed for that. And it, it's really interesting when you when you look at it that way, and and to tie it back to to the reference that, that none of the players seem to know about Bjorn Borg that, that Jim Harbaugh made <laughs> in <laughs> regards to, to J.J. McCarthy is, you know, Borg and McEnroe needed each other, John McEnroe. I mean, those are rivals. They, they make each other better, and, and that's what this this game is about. It, it is about measuring yourself against the best, and not only the best in the Big Ten, but these are these are two of the best teams in the country. And um, what a joy to be able to, to see Michigan again at this level and Ohio State maintaining their level and, and to have this, this heavyweight fight so that so we get to watch and, and get to cover.
2: Well, as we mentioned at the top of the show, Angelique and I have been uh, doing this for 12 years now. We missed that darn COVID year, but preparing for the game would not be the same without having you here with us, Angelique. And we look forward to reading your thoughts after the game. And more importantly... Uh, We look forward to our next visit. So happy Thanksgiving to uh, you and your family. Again, we look forward to uh, doing this again next year.
1: I I definitely look forward to that, Mike. And thank you and and happy Thanksgiving to you and your family and and to your listeners because you you provide such an amazing platform for so many of of the writers and guests that that you have on. And uh, I'm very grateful to that because you do a great job. and, And I know that your listeners really enjoy it. (music) .
2: On Quick Hits Today, we know as much about injuries today as we did on Monday, which isn't much. We'll know at 12 noon on Saturday who is ready to go. Here are a few notes of interest for Saturday's game. Despite Ohio State's belief that Michigan is an inferior program, we lead the series all-time with 59 wins against 52 losses. There have been six ties. Michigan won the first game with Ohio State on October 16th of 1897 in Ann Arbor. Last year was one of the most satisfying of our lives, watching Michigan pound Ohio State into submission, 42-27, on November 27th in the Big House. Ryan Day is in his fourth year as head man in Columbus. His record is 45-4. and They were 11-2 and last year, good for second in the Big Ten East. They finished the season with a 48-45 win over Utah in the Rose Bowl. The weatherman says temps will be in the 40s or low 50s during the game with a chance of rain. The forecast seems to change daily, so we'll see what happens on Saturday. It doesn't matter, though. Rain or shine, snow or sleet, both teams are ready to go. It's amusing to me listening to Ohio State media and fans talk about this game, talking about their scars from last year's game or having to listen to the insults from Michigan fans about their toughness for a year. I mean, that's too bad. Like they weren't chirping for the last 15 years about our lack of toughness or denigrating us. So get real. To the victors go the spoils. We won last year. No, we pounded you last year. So deal with it. You'll get your chance on Saturday to restore what you think is the proper order of the universe. How sweet it would be to stick it to them in their place this Saturday and shut them up for another year. I'm not sure they could handle that down there either. And I don't know what's going to happen this Saturday. I'm not nervous about it. But man, I'm ready to tee it up and get it going right now. Next week, we'll be back to recap the game and look at what's next for Michigan football. I pray we'll be previewing the Big Ten championship game, but we have to wait and see. That does it for now. Have a happy Wolverine Thanksgiving, everyone. I'm your host, Mike Fitzpatrick. Think victory, beat Ohio State. Until we meet again, take care, and as always, Go Blue. Thanks for joining us today on The Michigan Man, here on Wolverine Sports Radio, a member of the vSporto Network, and in partnership with SB Nation's Maze & Brew. Our listener lines are open 24-7 for your calls, at 313 263 4842. That's 313 263 4842. Or email us at the Michigan Man Podcast at yahoo.com. That's the Michigan Man Podcast at yahoo.com. The Michigan Man Podcast is produced at the studios of Robin Lynn Productions, Allen Park, Michigan, and is not affiliated with the University of Michigan. Go Blue.
0: Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work.